Hey there, friends and foes. Good morning, Multiverse. This is Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth while surviving adulthood today. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture. You can call me Johnny. And on this episode, this is why you're tuning in. Did the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon really fuel the satanic panic of the 1980s? We're going to get into that and much more right after this from the Murdering Crows. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Elvis Presley and he's still the king. Some things are All right, that awesome theme song is performed by our good friends, The Murdering Crows. You can get their album, Four Bad Crows, Four, Four Bad Crows, available from Amazon, iTunes, Google, or anywhere you buy music. And of course, we want to thank our Cereal Box super friends, Eli Cash, Cindy Kep, Sharice Collins, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Greg and Crystal Jones, and it is their contributions every month that help us produce this broadcast excellent and you can also be a uh, supporter at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod it's right there at the bottom of the screen and that banner will be running throughout the show we're also brought to you by the tales of the decoverse book series by john b pica Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookseller, wherever you buy books and comics. You can get One Night at the Roxy, Night Reich, or The League of Impossibles comic. And Volume 3 of the Decoverse series is coming very soon. Also brought to you by Every Beaten Path by Sarah Jenkins. Available at Amazon or your local bookstore. Go grab something to read right now. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Back in the Cereal Box, and this is a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth while surviving adulthood today, because adulting is hard sometimes. And when I was a kid, Saturday mornings meant big bowls of breakfast cereal, sitting down to watch cartoons, read comic books, watch Godzilla movies, Kung Fu movies. And at noon, mom would kick us out of the house. We'd go to the pool. We'd ride our bikes. We'd stay out until the street lights came on. And that's what this show is all about. We're called Back in the Cereal Box because those Saturday mornings, we did not have smartphones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday morning or any morning. So in between cartoons, comic books, kaiju, and kung fu movies, we were literally reading the back of the cereal box. It was our newspaper. It was our world. And uh, who am I? 
I am Johnny, the prophet of pop culture, Avengers comics, Star Wars movies, and Saturday morning cartoons made me who I am today. And I am passionate about those things and especially breakfast cereal. This morning, I've got Cocoa Pebbles Crunched and it's got a great back of the cereal box with Fred, Wilma, Dino, and Barney giving a rock concert. And here's what's really cool. You can cut out a slot in the box and put your phone, you put your phone in the slot after you've eaten all the cereal or taken the bag out, you put your phone in the slot and the box becomes a speaker. It's pretty, pretty awesome. I love that. Well, enough about you and I. Let's welcome in our co-hostesses with the mostesses. First up, my broadcast partner of 11 years. Yes, we are married, but not to each other. She is an amazingly talented actress, model, photographer, the original geek girl, the one, the only, the incomparable, Debarty. And Debarty loves all things Ghostbusters, Wizard of Oz, Friends, and Jurassic Park. And she is now obsessed with Pops. <laughs> It's true. I didn't have time to put them all up this morning either. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> so did you have like a brain explosion when I sent you that video last oh week? Oh my gosh, I did. I was like, oh, oh, oh. So John sends me this video of, well, I don't know, whatever store you were at. It's Dragonflies Comics and Collectibles. There you go. That place. It In White House, Tennessee. Well, it just, it, it, there were so many pops, just so many, just, just aisle after aisle after or And I was just like, oh, I want them all. If my husband can, can pile up baseball cards, I can pile up my pops, right? Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they make great, beautiful display stands that you can get and you can put them on the wall and display, and, you know, make it super cute or sophisticated display of your collection they don't have to stay in the box Ooh, i might become obsessed with this might yeah. be and by the way dragonfly comics and Co collectibles are not a sponsor of ours but they are my local comic book shop that i go to every saturday after this show and they are middle tennessee's largest single pop distributor they have more than any other store in Middle Tennessee. So if you're in the Middle Tennessee area and you're looking for pops, Dragonfly Comics and Collectibles. I really, really, really want the Jurassic Park ones. They really? got them there. I know. I've seen them. Yeah. I'm not there, obviously, but I've seen but them. But in the I video, you, you saw them. Oh, I want them so bad. But hashtag not a sponsor. But maybe they should be. Maybe they should be. Hmm. Maybe I'll talk to him when I go there this morning. Anyway, time to welcome in the third member. Third member. First day with my new tongue, B. Mm -hmm. The first member. The first. <laughs> Dang, John. Get it together, sir. Third <laughs> member. You like how I did that? Third member. Flashing signs here. Um, of our thruple. She is our emotional. Hey, that was your term, not that, mine. It was D. my term. It was. You're um, right. She is our emotional support Canadian. She is all the way.
from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, the Peppermint Princess, the social media socialite, Willow Skyler. And Willow um, is wearing her, her Jets jersey. She is a big hockey fan. <laughs> and are, are they in the playoffs, Willow? They are. This is game three uh, of the playoffs against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. Um, so uh my my city throws a huge party called the whiteout party where everybody wears their white jets jerseys um signifying our home team uh i don't know do you guys in nashville do do they have street parties for your team oh my god yes yeah the nashville predators like they're they're so popular in nashville and when we went to the stanley cup finals a couple of years ago Listen, you've not seen a street party until you see a Nashville street party. <laughs> there were there were five hundred thousand people crowding the streets of Lower Broadway outside the arena. So they had in the arena they had the jumbotrons showing the game, and then outside they had giant screens on the street and around the arena, and literally five hundred thousand people. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that's pretty much what we get here uh, for our street parties. And they still, I don't know if they, I, I don't know how they do the street parties in your city, but for some stupid reason, they charge people ticket price. Yeah, it, you have to get tickets in order to join the street parties here. Yeah. But that's that, that, I mean, there are some private, private festivals that do that. Yeah. But it would be impossible <laughs> to, to enforce that with a Predators mm -hmm. or Titans street party. But uh, years ago, when you when uh, Winnipeg was uh, was fighting against uh, the Predators, there that was a that was like a nail biting series. Like we made it, I think, to uh, series to like eight games before. Eight booted. games. I thought, I thought it's seven, seven, seven games yeah. for sure. So it's tied up till the last game. Oh, uh, that's that's kind of cool. That I like that. So, uh, D. Barty just had an earthquake in Fairview, Tennessee, <laughs> and um, everyone, don't worry. Now, uh, Willow, I uh, shared that uh, this morning I've got the uh, Cocoa Pebbles crunched. Uh, this is the twin to the Fruity Pebbles crunched. Um, very good, but it's been sitting in milk now since we, before we went on air and it's still crispy. It's so oh, yeah. crunchy. I'm oh, wow. still like, I mean, this is like Captain Crunch level, uh, you know, cereal varnish crunch level. <laughs> what do you, what do you have in your bowl this morning? Well, I found the last remaining bits of, uh, my uh, cinnamon or the uh, caramel toast crunch. I think it was Sarah that told me that I should add that cereal to uh, Fruity Pebbles. And I'm going to try it out and see. Oh, wait, wait. Here, we got to do this. She's going to try something. <laughs> this is Cereal Mixology 101 this morning with Willow Schuyler adding Fruity Pebbles to 
caramel toast crunch. It's a nice color mixture. Yeah, let's see what we got here. As Willow Not takes bad. a bite and she contemplates the flavor mixture of caramel and fruity flavors, Debarty looks on with a very worried and confused <laughs> expression. Are you narrating this week? <laughs> you like my well, narrations. <laughs> I did. I did. I, you, you do a great job. and It actually doesn't taste that bad. I just like caramel and fruit flavoring. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like a Halloween thing, right? Caramel cap, caramel apples. That's mm -hmm. caramel and fruit, right? It's just one fruit, though. But that definitely takes care of both both the ends of this uh, cereal. So I'm going to have to get more cereal for next week. <laughs> well, so, yeah. We're both we're both doing the pebble cereals this morning. And D, I would ask you what's in your bowl, but I already know. <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> Coffee in a cup. Coffee in a cup. But is it in a cardboard cup? No. It's in my Grogu cup. Oh. So, okay. Willow Mm. John, there's been fighting at my house. You want to know why? Why? Because I caught my husband watching The Mandalorian without me. <gasps> well, you need to sit down and watch it. Have you seen the last episode? No, I have only seen like one episode this season because he's been watching it without me. Well, because he can't wait. Oh, if, I know. That was his excuse. But that's not the thing. I'm like, if I went and watched something without you, you would lose your mind. And he's like, well, I'm not waiting a year to watch it. Yeah, well, just, I mean, it's 30 I'm or not gonna watch, minutes a week. I'm not going to watch it without him because it's, I don't know. <laughs> well, he'll you know? want to watch it again, especially after the finale because you guys. And that's why I'm wearing my Mandalorian hat this morning because this week was the finale of season three of The Mandalorian unreal good unbelievable it was everything i want my star wars to be it was pure star wars in the greatest sense i've not i've not uh stated a public review yet until this morning it had echoes without any spoilers echoes back to the prequels back to the original trilogy it set up things for the sequel trilogy with ray and finn and uh, the Return of the Emperor. Uh, it laid the foundation of everything that's going to come after, and it echoed back to things from before, not just this episode, but all throughout the season, but especially in the finale. Oh, my gosh. I've, I've watched it three times already, and um, it was fantastic. Now, Willow, I know that you don't have Disney Plus where you're at. No, but the finale of Picard was pretty pretty awesome. So can I admit something to you? I have not watched any Star Trek since Deep Space Nine. Mm, Brian watches it. But do you, D? Mm. I already know the answer to that question. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> I almost said something really ugly. <laughs> no, I do not. Well, I mean, I, I no, I, I can't. I've tried. I've tried. It's on all the time. Like he started it from like season one. Um, it's on all the time. I try. I just I can't. I don't know, man. Like Mandalorian, I'm I'm good with Mandalorian. I can get into that, but I just can't. <laughs> I love those comments. <laughs> Grizzly Adams says, "Plead the fifth, D. Plead the fifth. Well, okay. So here's my thing, and this was not even on topic this morning, but we might as well address the elephant in the room. Um, I appreciate Star Trek. I'm just not really a fan. I it's kind of for me the difference between DC Comics and Marvel Comics. Um, Star Trek for me is very much like DC Comics. It's in a it's in a, a, a utopian society where everything is the shining light on the hill, and yes, they have conflicts, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like this genderless society, this cashless society, this utopian ideal. Everything is squeaky clean and right, right angles, neat as a pin, and that's not the world I live in. Um, I like Star Wars because it's a used universe. It's actually, uh, in some ways, post-apocalyptic because it's following the Clone Wars, the fall of civilization under the rule of the Empire. Um, you know, things are breaking down. It's a used universe. You got rusty droids and, you know, uh, the Millennium Falcon that uh, is, you know, a hunk of garbage. This rusted old bucket. And 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 I love that used universe and that real world kind of. Uh, I mean, those characters have problems. They're flawed characters. They're not perfect characters like Captain Picard and Number One and Seven of Nine. Um, they're flawed, and I love that. So that's why I love Deep Space Nine. Willow, Deep Space Nine was that, my that favorite is one Star of my Trek. Kids. That is my favorite out of the Star Treks as well. Now, I did watch a little bit of what was um, Enterprise with Scott Bakula. Mm -hmm. I, I, but you know what? They messed that show up so bad by never giving it a, a, a set time slot or set, set night. So I, I never saw it consistently, and I've not gone back to watch it from beginning to end. But anyway. Now... Willow, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, you are you are a superhero and comic book fan, in particular the X-Men. And yep. we had a funny conversation this weekend, D, because for the last couple of months, I've been forwarding preview copies of comics from Oni Press and Source Point Press and Image Comics <clears throat> to um, Willow as part of our... <laughs> As part of our advanced review group. And I found them in my yeah, junk box. Because <laughs> I, I hadn't gotten any response from anybody. Um, and so I just reached out and I said, Willow, are you enjoying these preview copies? Do you find them useful, enjoying, and entertaining? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? If so... <clears throat> She finally found them in her junk folder, and now you've got months of reading yeah, to enjoy. Yep. Ta-da! Uh, thank you. 
so thanks for we, trying <laughs> yeah we are way 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 off topic but that's okay you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> that, that's okay and it's not my fault this time it's mine <laughs> no no it's it's my fault uh because i i just realized i did not create an outline for this episode this week so you're welcome but since we're talking do about we comic ever books, follow it anyway I well mean, no yeah we do we we do it doesn't seem like it but we do <laughs> um but since we're talking about comic books, this is a great time to acknowledge one of our partners, Comic Books for Kids. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org. Ta-da! So, Willow, I got to ask you, um, mm -hmm. since you've got now months of comics in digital form, are you, do you like reading comics in digital form? Yeah, I mean, I everyone wants it. them in print, but... When, if, when it's in between going to the comic book store conventions uh, and... Uh, I can't get myself uh, motivated to go out and buy a comic book. I don't mind reading them online. All right. Excellent. Well, you've got a big bundle to catch up on. You're welcome. And this is how this show works. Guys. Speaking of conventions, I got to go to Huntsville. I'm sorry. I, I got to get out of here. Are you going? <laughs> so I've got a photo shoot today. <sighs> so, D and I are both a little bit frustrated because Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo is happening this weekend in Huntsville. And Alabama. I found out what yesterday, day before, uh, a couple of days ago, that Dean Kane is going to be there, and we have media passes waiting for us. I heard um, it on the radio, you guys, and all of a sudden, I'm texting John like, "You didn't tell me my boyfriend was going to be." In well, I didn't know he was going to be there. <laughs> I, cause I never pay attention to what guests are going to be there. Cause I just, I don't care. I, I'm like, okay, celebrities, whatever. Uh, and so I just go because I want to go and have fun. Well, D's got a photo shoot book today. Um, I've got a private corporate ghost tour tonight, which is big moolah. And I can't pass that up. And then tomorrow is uh, the last performance of my daughter's musical at Austin P in uh, Clarksville. So I got to be there. I, you know, I can't go to now that pass is good through tomorrow. D I know, but will he be there? Oh yeah. He's, he's booked for both days. Maybe taking a trip to the hospital tomorrow. We'll, we'll talk. So this is how we'll this works. My restraining order still. Yeah, right. that's what I wanted. I wish I had a camera there. Who who wants to go with D and take a camera and film the interaction? I, I, oh, I, I totally would. The absolute train wreck that will be. I really, really want to see this happen, but we need to put. We need to give D like a body camera. I think yes, we do. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do, and I think he's going to be at Superman Celebration. In June. 
in Metropolis, Illinois. Mm-hmm. I think. In that one, you have easier access to him. Because he's just <laughs> in a tent outside. It's so bad. Like, I never get, like, celebrities, they're just human too, right? Like, I never get, like, starstruck. Oh, my God. <laughs> With this man. That's why it's there's a restraining so order. I mean, I just totally have, like, diarrhea of the mouth. I cannot shut up. It is so ridiculous. It, it's okay, D. When I met Tia Carrera, my brain just went mush. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, yeah. So much. It's so, yeah. Tia Carrera. Oh, I had a poster of her in a purple bikini on my wall in my bedroom when I was a teenager. Oh, I love Tia Carrera. No, wasn't he at Superman Celebration last year? And we could no, go. No, um, no. Well, we didn't go last year, and I can't remember why. But um, I don't think he was last year. He was anyway. They're, they're supposed to be announcing a huge megastar this week. So I think it's him, but we'll find out. Maybe it's Henry Cavill. Doubt hmm. it. But we'll see. I mean, anyway. I I liked him as Superman, but he came was he was my first Superman. So he's He was your first? He was my first. We've got some comments from our audience, and this is how this works. You in the audience can join us and uh join us in the chat. Andrew Milden says, good morning. Good morning, sunshine. And Eli T. Cash says, me, pops open a ghost, ghost energy drink. And Eli sent me this picture of ghost energy cereal milk. I don't know if I'm like, he'll he'll have to give us a review, but he pops open a ghost, flashback, Satanist, Dungeons and Dragons are satanic, playing with witchcraft, freak. Me, shakes head, huh, that was weird. Smaller flashback, orcs are people too. Oh, shut it up, brain. I, I would love to be in Eli's head for just an hour. Just to see no, you don't want to get in his head because you'll, you'll run screaming in terror. But he does add, hey, how's it going, guys? Great, Eli. Good to see you. <laughs> Andrew Milden says, pebbles, yuck, what? Andrew, Andrew, come on. Jade Hawkins with Cartoon Commotion says, Good morning, Cereal Box Podcast. Good morning, Jade. Jade will be with us next week. On No, no, no. He'll be with us on the 6th when we are going to be talking about Spider-Man and his amazing friend. And Grizzly Adams says, Caramel. No, caramel. Not caramel. Caramel. <laughs> Not caramel. Not caramel. Anyway, Zenton says elephant. I have an excuse. I'm Canadian. <laughs> Somewhere in the back. What? What did I miss? What about the. Oh, I said, said there's an elephant the, in the room. Yeah, you said we're going to address the elephant in the room. Yeah, because D and I are not huge Star Trek fans, but Willow is. And Willow, you said that the finale to Picard was... It was really good. Everyone says it's good. I guess I'm going to have to watch Picard now. The third season was really good. Uh, It was the best out of of all three. Well, because, you know, I I just... I 
don't need to pay for another streaming subscription service for one show. And, you know, I, I like Picard, but I'm not like over the moon about him. He wasn't my favorite captain. Um, I don't know. Dang it. Maybe they'll release it on hard media. I, I would hope in so. Physical I, media. I really do hope that they release the box sets. Because if they do, then I will pick it up and watch it. But, you know, Disney has stopped doing that. Disney and Marvel, they have not released any of their streaming TV shows on physical media. You can only see them on Disney Plus, which, anyway. Eli but, I mean, there's, sorry, there should be a rule that uh, uh, any Star Trek stuff now should be, it should be made by Jonathan Frakes. Okay. He's he's the man. <laughs> he's, he's the He's really good when it comes to directing and plotting. Oh. Well, he's he's the John Favreau and Dave Filoni of the Star Trek universe. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I actually understand one of Eli's references. <laughs> Eli T Cash says how to stop Q from being Q. No, Punch not the that. Guy. Not okay. the Okay, Stop jumping ahead. Stay with the group. It's more fun when we get there together. Um, Eli T. Cash says, how to stop Q from being Q. Punch the guy in the face like Cisco did. Don't be an intellectual like Picard. Just punch the guy. See, that's why I like Cisco. Sorry. Um, I have a cat that likes to destroy things. I'll be right back. D had an earthquake. Willow has a cat who is tearing the house down. Um, Cartoon Commotion says, my favorite Star Trek is the one everyone else hates. I love Star Trek Enterprise. I've got it on DVD. Kate, I liked Enterprise. I just never got to see it consistently. Um, and Eli T. Cash is not wrong. He says, the perfect Star Trek movie will always be Galaxy Quest. Yes. Yes, a million times yes. D, have you ever seen Galaxy Quest? No. It's Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver and um, uh, a lot of other stars that you recognize doing a spoof of Star Trek. It's okay. unbelievably good. It's super funny, unbelievably good. I probably wouldn't get it, though, because I don't really know much about Star Trek. So You don't have to. It's okay. it's playing to the lowest common denominator. It's great, though. And Zenton says, I do enjoy the old X-Force comics. Excellent. And uh, Cade says, we're going improv style. Wait, that's every Saturday morning, Cade. Every Oh, he's just Saturday talking about because of no outline. Yeah, because I mean no outline. That's right. And uh, all right, what was... What was uh, the the reference from Eli because we're not going to get through every single it was uh, Napoleon Dynamite yeah that one yeah <laughs> Dang it. from Napoleon Dynamite that's the reference D gets got it Ta. dang it all right so Grizzly Adams says Johnny there's no celebrity you'd fanboy for no I think we all know I have a man crush on the rock I don't even think I could go up and talk to The Rock. Me either. 
other than that, no, no. Um, and I found most of my celebrity interactions, they've been real jerks. I had one of those. Most of the time, they're very nice to me. Uh, I had one I've had a couple and, and not so much celebrities, uh, cosplayers and um, other entertainers that think they're hot shots. Yeah, that's right. And Grizzly Adam says... <laughs> D, you must see Galaxy Quest. Um, and I forgot. Challenge accepted. Yeah, and and Eli says Alan Rickman, he's also in it. Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, Tim Allen, unbelievable. And Andrew <laughs> Milden says. says you would love Galaxy Quest. Okay. You know what? I'm off on Monday. So guess what? Guess what I'm doing on Monday? I'm excited. Such a good movie. It is unbelievable. And Sigourney Weaver. I just got to say, just got to say. All right. So uh, let's see. I'm, I'm going off. Of, okay. So now that we've talked about uh, viewer comments, we've run our commercial for comic books for kids. It is time to get into our main topic and our main topic on this segment. And let me find it. Oh my gosh. What's going on with my laptop? So this segment is called. Saturday Morning 101, where we dissect the essentials of Saturday morning. And this one was initially not on my list, Willow. I, I don't know why. I had kind of forgotten about it, even though I loved it as a kid. And I this was one of the shows that got me up in the morning to watch. Um, but I'd kind of forgotten about it, but it popped up on all of our uh, audience lists. When when I put out the call, hey, what is an essential Saturday morning? Over and over and over, the call came out for Dungeons and Dragons. Interesting. And Willow, have, before we started doing the homework for the show, had you ever seen the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon? I know you've I seen feel the like I, Yeah, I, I feel like I have. Like the art does look familiar. I did watch uh, a couple of the episodes, and it does kind of ring a bell, but I don't really recall it being one of my uh, on uh, like the go-to cartoon that I would run to the TV for. Well, let's see. Um, let me pull up the tail of the tape here, the bones, as it were, on um, on Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it was a show about the uh, the characters that you see on screen: Hank, Bobby, Eric, Diana, Presto, and oh, what was the thief's name? Um, that's going to drive me crazy, 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 crazy. Um, the the redhead's name. Um, oh, what was her name? The unicorn was called Uni. The the redhead's name is Sheila, and which is odd because you think that a character with my real name would be a draw for me. <laughs> well, yeah, Sheila. <clears throat> now, <laughs> Hank. Uh, Hank was the um, oh the huntsman. Um, Diana uh, was the acrobat. Presto obviously was the wizard. Bobby. The little boy was the barbarian. Sheila was the thief. And Eric was the guardian. 
Um, and the the wizard that brought them together would call them by those those titles. But Sheila, he never called the thief. He always called her by her name. Now, the premise was these this gang of kids, and I don't know that they were friends to begin with or not. They just ended up on this roller coaster ride together at the theme park. And they go into the tunnel, the Dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons roller coaster ride, because in the 80s, of course, a theme park would have a Dungeons and Dragons ride because the, the Dungeons and Dragons game was huge and it was a big part of pop culture both positively and negatively so they go through this tunnel and it kind of like land of the lost it plunged them down down deep below to a land of swords and sorcery where they met the little elvish wizard and um which kind of looks uh, oddly uh, like um brian k morris <laughs> Oh my gosh, it does. For those of you who don't know who Brian K. Morris is, he is a mutual <laughs> friend of Willow and I, and it does look like him. If Brian K. Morris were playing Yoda, that's what it looks like. And um, the uh, the demon character in the background, uh, I think he was called Tanger. Anyway, the whole show is about how these six kids adopt and in the very first episode they adopted this baby unicorn uni but it's all about how they use their powers to fight the forces of evil and eventually find their way back home to earth now willow i sent us some 10 things you didn't know about dungeons and dragons the cartoon show and for those of you who just tune, are tuning in, we're talking about the cartoon series from the 80s. And let's see, when was it? 82 to 80? Uh, 83 to 85, and which okay. makes sense because I was like two when that cartoon came I out. I didn't even know this was a thing, you guys. <clears throat> I've never heard of this, ever. Well, Dee, did you, did you watch the, the clip that I sent you? No. I knew you didn't. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. I've had I've had zero time. I hadn't even been able to do my work, much less this. Well, so in the first episode, um, you know, they they meet the wizard. They get their magical weapons. Hank has a bow. Bobby has a club that you know uh, he can. Uh, it's like this magic club that he can smash things with. Um, Sheila has a cloak of invisibility. Eric has this shield that can protect them from anything. It's like this invulnerable shield. Diana has this staff that is both a tool and a weapon, and she it grants her incredible acrobatic abilities and martial arts skills. And Presto has a magic hat that he can pull things from and, and cast spells with, but he's not very good at it. And... Um, Eric, the guardian, the one with the shield, he's a coward and he's like kind of like Shaggy. He wants to run away all the time. Bobby, the little kid with the mallet, with the, the club, he just like jumps into everything, you know, feet first. It's probably one of the reasons why their campaign fails almost every time. <laughs> 
Well, him and Presto, because because <clears throat> Bobby is too ambitious, and Presto cannot. He's got trouble. He he's got problems uh, casting spells. Hank and Diana are the only two that seem to have a really level head, and uh, Sheila does too. But you know, Sheila's weapon is a cloak of invisibility. It's not really a weapon. It it doesn't have a lot of functional use. Now, in the TV show, though, their goal is to go back home. But do you know, Willow, they never made it home. No. The show ended um, before the finale ever aired. It was put out by the creators um, later on, like in uh, 20, uh, like 2002, something like that. Uh, and it's in our, uh, it's in our uh, trivia, but um, they never, they never made it home until, until on screen, this commercial, you guys may remember this came out like maybe three or four years ago, this car commercial, and it had the live action characters from the cartoon series. And at the end, the wizard grants them this car and they drive back home. Why does that girl look like Ivy? <laughs> like... <laughs> we're, we're just recasting the Dungeons and Dragons with our friends. <clears throat> like, yeah. Ivy? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Diana was my favorite. And, and D, Diana is the, uh, Black girl in the fur bikini. Can you guess why she was my favorite? Why she looks like Halle Berry? I don't know. In a fur bikini. <laughs> Halle Berry in a fur bikini. Hello. Hello. So after the popularity of the cartoon series, there was a 1990s movie starring Jeremy Irons and Willow. I know. Uh, I know that parts you've of seen it that movie. was good, and uh, I mean, mm, I it looks that. way low budget. They, I mean, this looks like an Amazon Prime original movie. <laughs> I feel like I remember this, and I feel like my mom wouldn't let me watch it. Was it violent or something? So that's been a complaint that parents groups have had about Dungeons and Dragons is that the cartoon they complained was too violent, but Dungeons and Dragons, the game, considering all the other stuff that was out around that time. Well, so, but th this was violence with real stakes. You know, these kids, every episode were on the verge of death. They, they were facing life and death violence it wasn't like the other kind of cartoon violence that, you know, we see in superhero cartoons where, you know, yeah, there's danger, but not really. This, this was, they had people really wanting to kill them and a big seven headed dragon that was pursuing them. And Venger, Venger is his name, not Tanger, Venger, the demon Lord, he wanted to kill them and collect all of their weapons. And, I mean, he was a demon with big bat wings and fire. And, I mean, he was a scary dude. And and 
That was one of the things in our trivia this week is that parents <laughs> said it was too violent. <laughs> the 80s saw an upward uproar in America from parent groups who found some children's television to be quote unquote too violent. And that's why the 20th episode, the dragon's graveyard almost didn't make it to air in the episode. The children finally fed up with the villain Venger's plans to keep them from returning home. Cause that's why they couldn't get home. Venger wanted to capture them, get their weapons. And so he was always blocking their way. Um, they resolved to get rid of him, rid of him. They're going to kill him with the help of the five-headed dragon, Tiamat. And, uh, of course, he's the star of the games, many of the games. And the children's desire to kill Venger rattled cages, but was eventually allowed to air as they did not go through with the plan. I mean, that's that's pretty hardcore. When you got kids on a Saturday morning cartoon show wanting to kill the villain. That's why your mom thought it was too violent. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about the cartoon. I'm talking about the actual movie. Like, cause well, I was, if, when the cartoon came out, I was a baby. I know. But if the cartoon was too violent, can you imagine what oh, parents yeah, okay. thought about the movies? No, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. But again, there were other movies out much more violent. Bloodsport. Well, yes, but but how many of them? How <laughs> many of those movies? Either. How many of those movies were based on a property that had been turned into a Saturday morning cartoon show for kids? Do, do you see where I'm going? Okay. What, you know what I did watch though. What was it like? Couple years. Sorry, D. A couple years after Dungeons and Dragons was released, Mortal Kombat came out. Yeah, but Mortal Kombat wasn't a cartoon. It was it never was a, a video cartoon. game. But... I, it was a video game <laughs> with with a warning, with a parental guidance warning. But didn't they um, redo that again a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah they they keep going to that well. But um, but you you saw the '90s movie, and there turns out there's been several more. So that's the uh, original one. Then um, this one, the uh, what is it? The the elemental, elemental night. night, and then um, of course the uh, current film in theaters right now, um, the um, Honor of Thieves. And do I have a screenshot from that? No, I don't. I thought I did. <laughs> I thought I had one. Anyway, um, I had plans last night to go see the new movie, but Johnny doesn't have a car right now, and in Middle Tennessee. If you don't have a car, you're pretty much not getting anywhere. It's it's not like other cities where there's public transit. Um, I was just going to say, like it, it just throws me off when you say that. It's like, where's the buses? There, there, there are buses downtown Nashville, mm -hmm. but there's no movie theater downtown Nashville. Um, the, the closest movie theater to downtown Nashville is seven miles away. Yeah. It's a very different lifestyle here than Winnipeg, Willow. Clearly. Like, I mean, our public transit kind of sucks, but at the same time, at least we can go to the other ends of the city in order to get places. Well, you can. You can go from one end of the city to the next, you know, but 
it stops at the city limits. And there are the, like anything that you want to do that's like not terribly expensive or fun, like the movie theaters or roller rinks or, you know, anything like that is seven to 10 to 20 miles outside of town. Mm-hmm. Huh. So you go to the city limits, you get off the bus and then you go, okay, let's call an Uber and spend 40 to 60 bucks to take an Uber 12 miles out of town. It's yeah. So anyway, it's a thing. So I did not go see the movie last night like I had planned. But some more trivia. Oh, baby, baby, cat, meow. Hey, do dude. So he's needy. Oh my gosh, this is why we need an outline. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this this show Willow was created by Marvel Animation Studios. Um, and um, that's why the art looks familiar. Yeah, it was, and Marvel did a lot of the TV cartoons from the 80s. G.I. Joe, Transformers, Gem, they did um, several others, uh, but they also did um, Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons, and it was written by Mark Evaner, who was the creator of Garfield and Friends, and other writers included Steve Gerber, who created or was the co-creator of Marvel's Howard the Duck, Paul Dini was a credited as uh, a writer, and he was the uh, co-creator of Batman's Harley Quinn and uh, her introduction in Batman, the animated series. So there were some heavy hitters of comics and animation working on Dungeons and Dragons. That's that's pretty, pretty awesome. And then... Um, do you do you have this uh, trivia stuff up, Willow? I do. I'm looking at number eight. So what it what what is what's that all about? Eric, the Cavalier, not the Defender, the Cavalier. <laughs> Eric was meant to be unlikable. Anyone who watched the show will tell you that Eric the Cavalier was no one's favorite character. Oftentimes whiny, stubborn, or content to tell the group that their plan was bad. It was a bad idea. However, what you may not know is that Eric was made this way for a reason. Kind of like Ross's character in Friends. Yeah, parents, um, parent groups at the time wanted kids to know that sticking with the group and working together was always the right thing to do. Therefore, the kids' plan that Eric oftentimes berated would always turn out to work and Eric would always come across looking like the odd one out. Wow, the are your pets talking to each other over the <laughs> internet? Apparently, apparently, well, mittens is very needy. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what these dogs are up to. My daughter's coming home, and I forgot to close the door, so <laughs> and lock her out. So there's that. But my daughter has a very loud truck, and the dog hears it. And- oh. That's funny. All right. So let's talk about the main problem or controversy that the show had. And that is the satanic panic. And we've talked about this before. And D, you didn't remember this. And I think, Willow, you were surprised when we talked about this when we were talking about the Smurfs. Um, I I remember a little bit of the... uh, I, I feel like 
I was introduced to like the whole issue with Dungeons and Dragons through like the talk show circuit. Yeah, that that is absolutely true. Um, because the 80s saw the rise of the satanic panic. Um, and it was an American problem. It was a societal fear that worshipers of the occult were behind some of the country's major crimes. And that they weren't wrong. That that was true in some cases, but this saw the majority of the blame put on media depictions of supposed deviant music shows and games, specifically Dungeons and Dragons. Um, in in the uh, in the TV show Stranger Things in season four, yeah, uh, the character of Eddie Munson is based on a real life character and um, or a real life real life person that came to media attention when uh, Dungeons and Dragons came under major scrutiny from religious groups who feared the you know it had power over young minds. And in 1979, there was a suicide of a 16-year-old boy, and he was a, an avid Dungeons & Dragons player. He played it with friends. He had a, a, a what they call a party, a group, and he was huge into Dungeons & Dragons. And I remember this. I remember hearing about this in the 70s. In 79, I was nine years old, and I remember hearing uh, the news report when I was out by my pool in the backyard. And because of that, uh, the last season of the show, because of the rise of the satanic panic. So it starts in like 79 and it just escalates all the way through 85 and beyond. And, you know, literally religious groups were seeing demons and devils behind every bush. The Smurfs were satanic um, Dungeons and Dragons was satanic. Anything that was, you know, even even Star Wars was called satanic by some people. And so the last season of the show in 1985, the cartoon had to run a warning stating that Dungeons and Dragons had been linked to real life violent deaths before the airing of each episode. Well, what, Can, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there an issue with, with uh, uh, a group uh, using Dungeons and Dragons to kill people, or was that just like made up from? Well, so that was that was that was a so. myth. That was an urban myth that was created out of this satanic panic, because some of those violent murders. I mean, the people did play Dungeons and Dragons. That that is a fact. But to, to just automatically jump to the assumption that Dungeons and Dragons caused them to behave in that manner, that's a, that's a huge leap. Now, I am going to say this, that, that, um, that, you know, it is true that media does influence us. That is absolutely the truth, because if it didn't, Advertisers would not spend millions of dollars for a 30-second ad in the Super Bowl if media didn't influence our decisions and make us do things. But to automatically jump to the assumption that nobody or that everybody acts out, you know, 
the games that they're playing or the books that they're reading or the TV shows that they're watching is 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 crazy. D, you 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 look like you might have a um, a uh, thought on that. I don't. I'm just listening to my kids. One of them's crying. One of them's asking me to make breakfast. The dogs go. It's just crazy around here. I mean, I, I kind of do have an opinion on that. I think no. No what? I don't think that you necessarily act out everything that you're watching. But sometimes you do. You you've seen Nathan play a, a a really intense video game and then he's like uncontrollable for the next four hours. Not true. The only no. thing he's ever done is got his little lightsabers and started and <laughs> put his little Darth Vader mask on. He's... I love that. I love that. that I mean that literally like Oh my gosh. Was it D&D that started everybody's fascination with dice? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and look, we've got a whole conversation happening in the chats between yeah. uh Zenton and Cade of Cartoon Commotion. Basically, um and and Zen All right, guys, it's getting crazy around here. I've got to go. I'm so sorry. Plus I've got a photo shoot I got to get ready for. Oh, so. okay. I have to. All right. Leave. Sorry. Have a good night. Right. Have night. a great day. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. Okay. Bye. So Zentron corrected me. Presto is the magician. Eric is the cavalier. Hank, the ranger, not the huntsman. Diana is the acrobat. Bobby, barbarian. And Sheila, the thief. Look, I only got two of them wrong. <laughs> And I was, uh, yeah, I was just uh, going out of memory. And Cartoon Commotion says the wizard looked like a pale Yoda. Yeah, that looks mm -hmm. like Brian K. Morris playing Yoda. <laughs> just trust us. Google Brian K. Morris. <laughs> and um, so Zentron, we need to connect because he's doing a project that's really cool. He's... Um, doing a 4K reproduction of the drug Dungeons and Dragons episode, The Dragon's Graveyard. And mm. The Dragon's Graveyard is um, that episode that started the warning um, on the episode, I believe. What, what do we have that? Um, you know, I, I find it funny how it seems like parents paid more attention to what the kids watched back in like the... Uh, the 70s and 80s and then now it's like they don't even care <laughs> yeah. what they throw their kid in that's in right in front of yeah and 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 the dragon's graveyard was the episode where they vowed to kill venger um and zentron's working on that and there's a great if you guys are like not watching live but you're watching you know you're watching this on replay on youtube in the chat there's a whole conversation going on between Cade and zentron about uh, this project that he's working on. And um, so incidentally, he says, Diana and Sheila in the fan art piece were redraws from my fan art, which I don't know which piece that is, Entron. Um, so, you know, I did searched images for Dungeons and Dragons. Is it this one? 
maybe you're you're gonna have to uh, zentron we you're gonna have to post your art on our page yeah when it's done on on facebook or or what and a link on how to purchase it and the kid that committed suicide was michael reeves as zentron mentions um so um yeah he was the one that they based um eddie munson off of in okay. stranger things have you seen stranger things i have and you know what i think it's time to do another deep dive on that show because uh there's stuff on that show it, it, that's like based on it not just the dungeon and dragon things but like the whole lore uh like there's lots of it that's based on reality um from government experiments to everything that the kids played with essentially yeah yeah i mean look stranger things is a love letter to 80s pop culture and uh 80s culture in general mm -hmm. and um that was you know that was my childhood i, I was those kids um, and Facebook user says, love Stranger Things. <laughs> and Dungeons and Dragons plays heavily into the Stranger Things, Stranger Things show. Now, they're dealing mostly with the game, not the cartoon. But um, Zentron says of uh, Michael Reeves, Dungeons and Dragons was the only thing that was keeping him alive. That was keeping him from committing suicide. That's that's interesting. Yeah. And why does Windows keep wanting to pop up a news window? Are they listening? <laughs> so this is an interesting comment from Cade at Car Cartoon Commotion. Parental groups of the past weren't taking personal responsibility for their children. It was easier to put blame on the media than to be good parents. Of course, I'm not meaning every parent. Well, so here's the thing, Kate. I actually, because I I grew up in the 80s. I was I was there. Um, parental groups were more involved in the entertainment and media of the day than they are today. Um, so anyway. Anyway, that, that's a whole other thing. Um, so, you know what, uh, Willow? What else do we have here? Trivia. Um, Eric was meant to... We talked about the satanic panic. Uh, thievery isn't cool. Sheila, the thief, was controversial and drew complaints from parent groups because they thought a thief shouldn't be seen as cool or something to be looked up to. Because of this, she was only ever called a thief in the show's opening credits. Because remember, being a thief mm -hmm. isn't funny. And then huh. there was an, a, a finale, an episode that never aired, called Requiem. And the, um, you know, because of the satanic panic, uh, the show had dwindling viewers. And eventually had to come off the air. Uh, and because of this, the third season remained one episode short. It was the finale called Requiem. And Marvel Productions hired Michael Reeves, 
to write the final episode, despite never airing, the script for Requiem eventually ended up being recorded as a radio play for the cartoon's DVD release and has been gone on to be used by fans to create their own fan-made final episode. Yeah, uh, so going back to that name, uh, Michael Reeves was the writer on the show, not the kid that had Yeah, had Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I see that correction. Thank you for that. Willow? Um, all right, so... Thanks, Zentron, huh, by the way. Yes, thank you, Zentron. Uh, and he said he just died the other week. That's interesting. Okay. So um, Javier Diaz, our friend JD, says, like dungeons were for many people, Power Rangers was my only saving grace when the real world sucked. I grew up in the hood of the Bronx. I was bullied until I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that in a very and that's a way. That's a story from uh, a lot of us, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was bullied until I got a black belt in Taekwondo and then beat everyone up and I got a reputation for being a badass. But that's another story. Um, all right. So this is Jake Lindsay. I, I've not read this comment yet. So who knows what is about to be read on screen. So with Dungeons and Dragons, the magician character offended people because magicians were accused of black magic in those times. So parents thought the magician and D&D was doing black magic. Kind of. Kind of, Jake. So even our kind of magic, sleight of hand magicians, were the victims of that satanic panic. I had a friend whose parents would not let him play with me anymore because I performed magic. And I obviously was a tool of Satan. He's a tool of Satan. Get behind me, you evil devil of the underworld. Be healed. Uh, I do that so well because I love it. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking that, you know, I, I could have solved my issues in foster care so much quicker if I would have learned magic. <laughs> Well, that's what they tell you. Learn magic. Be the life of the party. Become popular. Get shipped to another foster home. Yeah, yeah. So speaking about that final episode that never aired, um, in that final episode, Requiem, the identity of the villain Venger turned out that he um, he was not trying to rob the, uh, you know, he was trying to rob the kids of their weapons for his own schemes however in requiem we learned that venger had come under the influence of a corrupting force known as the nameless one did you mean satan and that he was in fact the dungeon man dungeon master's own human son son all along man first day with my new tongue uh he was the dungeon master's son the whole time uh, the dungeon master was the little wizard that looks like a white Yoda. And um, let's see what else. So a lot of people have asked, did the kids die in Dungeons and Dragons? And um, they, uh, you know, they were tried, they tried to get home, but um, in, in the, uh, in the video game, Baldur's Gate, and um, 
the Baldur's Gate games were a collection of games set in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons, first released in 1998. And in the Copper Coronet, a large tavern in Baldur's Gate 2, there is an Easter egg of two paintings on the wall that shows Bobby the Barbarian and Hank the Ranger as they appeared in the cartoon. And when you click on the painting, both paintings tell us that Bobby and Hank were eventually killed by the dragon Tiamat, who regularly appeared in the show. Hmm. So perhaps the kids' decision to stay within the Dungeons & Dragons world ultimately led to their deaths. That's wow. kind of depressing. Did you play Baldur's Gate, Willow? I know you're a big uh, gamer. I I may have tried it out. Like I it, it, I don't know if I actually played that game so much as just watched people play it. Um, I know it was a fairly popular game in, in my circle of friends. Um, I think I enjoyed the art more if, if, from it than I actually did like the game itself. But um, yeah, I... I I'm fairly certain I drew I drew a picture of one of the characters uh, back in high school. I love this comment from Grizzly. I love this comment from Grizzly Adams. Magic is the devil, Bobby. <laughs> For those of you who don't get that reference, you're welcome. <laughs> and Cade says, Johnny Fu. Everyone was kung fu fighting. No, I had a black belt in Taekwondo. Korean. Completely different from Kung Fu, which is Chinese. Kung Fu, Taekwondo. Anyway, um, I've studied both, but anyway, I have a black belt in Taekwondo. Little little bits of trivia about Johnny. Um, so, uh, so, the Mysterious Illusion Show, Jake asked, if I'm correct, does Requiem mean raising the dead... I'm honestly not sure. No, it does not. A requiem is the last rites, the final. It's like the wake, the funeral for the dead. And um, Mozart's requiem is one of the best, most amazing pieces of music ever composed. Um, if you've not listened to Mozart's requiem, you really must. It's fantastic. Um Okay, this is this is interesting. Zentron, we need to connect because this is some phenomenal stuff here. I wasn't involved in the project, but members from the Facebook fan group uh, I'm with did animate Requiem for YouTube, and the voiceover actress for Sheila agreed to come lend her voice again. All right, oh. we need to see this. Um, Zentron, can you send us the link to that? I want to see that because, look... I loved this show as a kid. I really did. And my favorite character was Bobby, the barbarian. I really related to him. And a lot of people today are calling for a revamp of the show um, because there's newfound demand and interest in this show because of the car commercial from 2019 or, or 2002. I, I forget what, what day that was or what year that was. Um, but, um, you know, 
even though it was canceled in 1985, it, it's got this immense popularity. And in 2019, Iron Studios released a limited edition series of seven hand-painted figures from the cartoon 34 years after it came off the air. And I've got a picture of these right here. This, oh, no, that's not it. Um, um, it's down, 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 deep below. Here it is. Iron Studio figurines. These are uh, hand-painted figures uh, of the entire cast. But earlier in 2020, like late part of 2020, um, Hasbro released a line of action figures. And these are all available at Walmart. As a matter of fact, Willow, last night I almost bought Diana and Bobby. They Walmart in, in Gallatin, Tennessee, where I live, they have all three of the first wave, which is Diana, Hank, and Bobby. And um, they've got scads of them. They're just <laughs> hanging on the shelf. They're peg warmers right now. And I... I went to see, maybe I'll pick some up, but they're $24 each. And I was like, I love wow. this show, uh, but I don't love it that much. So if you're into collectibles, there are a ton of toys out there. The original <laughs> D&D game uh, figures and the Silver Centurion there, he's super uh, hard to find. He fetches a, a pretty big penny on the collector's wow. market. Um, the warlord in the blue helmet, he's the most common one to find. Uh, you'll see him at a lot of aftermarket shops. But, um, you know, with the games, with the toys, with the cartoon series, Dungeons and Dragons is just a huge part of American pop culture. And um, so what did you think? Yeah. So Javier says... Um, all right, so so <laughs> Javier says the figures are out now. It's a Walmart exclusive, though. And yes, they are $24 each. You can buy that after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. and, and JD is right. They should be $9.99 at best. That, and if, look, uh, Jake... The action figures that I love to collect, and I'm going to show you one in a minute for new loot, um, are mega expensive. It's gotten out of control. But, you know, we're talking about D&D, the cartoon series. Um, I got to show this off. So this just came out this month. This is the Dungeons & Dragons comic book series from IDW. It's the Saturday Morning Adventures Dungeons & Dragons and you guys, this was an amazing book. It basically picks off, picks off, picks up where the last episode of the cartoon series left with them still trying to find a way home, camping out. The dungeon master appears to them. And these, these Saturday morning adventure series from IDW have, for me, been a little bit hit or miss. The G.I. Joe was pretty good. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was was pretty good. This is one of the best books I've read so far in 2023. This book is amazing. 
amazing. And um, yeah, so it's on store shelves right now. And uh, <laughs> uh, Jake says, I'm making myself hungry now. I'm going to McDonald's. Want anything? <laughs> yeah, uh, two hash browns. Um, Double Big Mac, hold the you know, light on the sauce, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Javier says, um, I'm hoping we will have a Voltron resurgence so I can get my Voltron robot all transformed. Please, toy gods, help a brother. JD, you haven't seen? There is a new Lion's Voltron out. Entertainment Earth, it's an Entertainment Earth exclusive. Just so happens, they're our sponsor. Link in the show notes. Hmm. And um, Cartoon Commotion says, ah, yes, the Saturday morning adventures. I heard somewhere on Twitter that the TM and T show version is going full series now. I, I don't know if that's true, Cade, but the Saturday morning adventures limited series uh, should be coming out in trade paperback like next week. Um, we'll see. But uh, so Willow, what were your final thoughts on Dungeons and Dragons? We watched an episode this week. What did you it, think? I can see why the popularity was there for the cartoon. Uh, the art was fantastic, but yes, the characters were kind of annoying, but um, kind of sad that, you know, parents had to ruin a, a good thing. Uh, probably would have... Eh, would have been nice to see that show go on a little bit further. Um, maybe, maybe it's time to revamp another cartoon. Well, a lot of people have back. been calling for that. Uh, the dungeon master even appeared in an episode of Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's another interesting thing. Um, even though IDW is publishing the Saturday morning adventures, um, the characters are owned by Marvel Comics because they are the ones that produced the animated series and created the characters for animation. But here's the thing. They're probably going to have to revamp the wizard seeing how he kind of looks like Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, presto. Well, no, he came before Harry Potter, if anything. That's true, but... Harry Potter yeah. was ripped off from him. <laughs> That is true. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching the cartoon. I'm like, hey, wow, pretty hey, kid with glasses. That's the wizard. Hmm, yeah. Where have I seen that before? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Marvel, uh, you know, you might have a lawsuit against J.K. Rowling. She's got billions. Just saying. Just saying. And Jake did go see the uh, new D&D movie. He said it was pretty good. So, um, Okay, so, and JD talking about Voltron, just saw it, as you were saying, on Entertainment Earth, holy smokes, the Voltron Lions is $300. And last time I checked, my last name's not Rec Rockefeller, LOL. By the way, the, the Voltron Legendary Defender series on Netflix is outstanding. Unbelievably good. So, Willow, before we part ways on a Saturday morning, we've got something else we need to attend to. And that is a segment that we call New Loot. Because 
every Saturday morning, we were digging into the cereal box and pulling the prize out. And this morning, I, I said I went to get to look for those Dungeons and Dragons figures. <laughs> I couldn't justify $24 on each one. However, I did find this. And this is the line that I am like obsessed with. For those of you who are just listening, I'm showing you the Marvel Legends Retro Series Ghost Rider and Motorcycle. This is the only Marvel Legends Retro Edition that is in a box without a window. Now, I've not opened this yet. Now, yes, I did spend way too much money on this. <laughs> and yes, I couldn't justify $24 on the Dungeons and Dragons figures. But this was a lot more. And this is Ghost a line. Ghost Rider that, is worth it, though. Yeah. And this is a line that I actively collect. So, and Ghost Rider is one of my favorite um, Marvel characters. Um, I'm reading Cosmic Ghost Rider right now, which is epic. Uh, oh my gosh. It's Johnny, so I'm going to have to sh uh, show you uh, a picture of the Ghost Rider figurine that I have. Oh, I'm very excited about that. Um, so this is the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. I've not opened it yet, so we're going to crack this open. Oh, and it's all taped up. I don't uh -huh. even, I can't, I can't get it out, but the figure is wrapped. Maybe I can. Maybe I can pop that out of the way. Maybe I can. Okay, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Collectors across the universe are collectively gasping right now that I opened the mint in box figure. Well, I know exactly where this is going to be displayed. So I am an out-of-the-box collector, and Ooh. I love these retro figures. They, they are not, like, super articulated. They just have the shoulder and the hip joints, um, and their, their wrists do turn. Um, but just, you know, minimal articulation, which is how the Star Wars figures were when I was a kid. That's how the Mego pocket superheroes were when I was a kid. And so I love that simplicity. Less pieces to get broken. And you can easily set up an LED light behind him so that he actually looks like he's glowing. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and, you know, I, what the other thing I like about these is... Um, they do have pegs in the feet for stands or holes in the feet for peg stands. But this one, I don't even need it. He stands perfectly on his own. You can't see that. But um, now I don't think I'm going to be able to get the motorcycle out without a knife. Um, but the motorcycle is on the other side. By the way, they got rid of this ridiculous windowless packaging. They're going back to the regular packaging with the, the plastic windows yeah. and the blister packs. Because... Fans have been outraged, and, and so I'm not going to be able to get the motorcycle out, but this is what it looks like on the back. Okay. Um, so it comes with the motorcycle, which I love, and I'm just super excited about this. I'm so happy. <laughs> Willow, do you got anything to pull out of the cereal box this week? No. <laughs> I think I didn't check out the toy section at Walmart this week, so... Well, I was not expecting. Look, I got Ghost Rider at Target. I went into Target um, not expecting to find it um, at all. But lo and behold, they had a whole rack of them. 
And uh, so I was like, okay. And here's the thing. Yes, it was uber expensive, way more than I wanted to pay. But right now we're at this place with collectible toys that normally I would play the clearance chicken game. You know, I'll wait and wait and wait until it goes on clearance. But in today's atmosphere, if it's a if it's a figure that you're like, ah, maybe I can, maybe I'll, you can do that. But if it's something like you desperately want to have in your collection, you can't play chicken. The, you you got to get it when you see the it. The problem in my city is there's other people who like to collect the same stuff that I do. And if I find it at, uh, say, Max, Max Collectibles or any other uh, collectible store in the city, it'll be gone by the time I get, uh, go back and uh, decide to go get it. Um, so that that's what happened with a uh, figurine that I was looking at uh, a while back. And I'm like, no, 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 I'll pick it up later. And yeah, went back a couple of weeks later yeah, on payday and it was gone. <laughs> well, that, th this is something that I've been harping on for a lot for a while now. Right. Yeah. Is that, um, one, we got a problem with uh, big box retail not recognizing the biggest market uh, share, 46% of the market, which is the largest demographic, is adults buying toys for themselves. Collectors, um, kids or adults reliving the fun of their youth, um, nostalgia. Uh, and and Walmart and Target and Meyer have been slow to respond to that. They they just are not responding to it, mm -hmm. and so they order these collectibles in very limited amounts. And either one, collectors go crazy over them, buy them up, or worse, scalpers buy them up immediately and resell them on eBay and Amazon for. You know, oh yeah, trust me. It, it, um, I'm still I'm still peeved over the Elvira Monster High doll. Yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and and you know, they they these stores sell out. Like, okay, here's a good example: Mego action figures, which I'm obsessed with. I love Migos. It's it was a staple of my childhood. Um. Ultraman and Rocketeer. They they did an, several Ultraman and Rocketeers. And Target was carrying Rocketeer exclusively. And I found it. Like, I lucked into it. And I immediately bought it. Well, guess what? They're sold out. They've never ordered it again. They've oh, never wow. had something that sold out in stock again. And... I, I just don't get that. If you have something that's selling out, why don't you restock it? It makes zero sense to me. Somebody. A lot in, of these big stores, though, don't sell it. Uh, don't order their own stock. Well, that is true with the collectible section. That is true. Um, Target, they use a third-party retailer, and I think Walmart does too in the collectible section. So. But even so, if you're that third-party restocker, you guys, restock a product that you're selling out of. It's just business sense 101. I don't get it. Somebody in the retail and toy world needs to help me understand 
why these big box retailers are not reordering product that sells. But they're perfectly content to have 50 Lando Calrissians hanging on the peg as peg warmers or like 900 superpowers action figures that nobody knew was coming out. They're great figures, by the way, priced right. But apparently nobody wants them because they're just sitting on the pegs. And, you know, they're happy to have plenty of that stock. But the stuff that's flying off the shelves, oh no, we can't we can't order more of that because we got Lando Calrissian. We can't get more black figures until we sell the rest of those Lando Calrissians. You're never going to sell them. Give them away. <laughs> get new stock. Oh. Rant over today. Yep. Anyway. Well, Willow, any final thoughts about the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon before we call it a morning? Oh, it, it's it's interesting the it, the conspiracy surrounding it. It's interesting, like the the art was good. The cartoon could have been a little bit better, but all in all, I think I think kids nowadays would probably enjoy it if there was a, a cartoon based around the same idea of it just revamp for today's standards well here's so here's the thing i i want to encourage parents who have kids who have never seen any of these properties that we're talking about and i talk to them every day i I mean i talked to a kid who'd never seen bugs bunny a couple of months ago hard to believe um i want to encourage you it's like classic movies You know, Casablanca is still the greatest movie ever made. Wizard of Oz is still a classic for a reason. Just because these are older properties that you maybe didn't see when you were growing up or you're an adult now and, you know, they're not on TV actively today, don't discount them. Introduce your kids to these shows because, let's face it, there's not a whole lot for kids on TV right now in the terms of animation. There's a few things, but there's not a lot. So why not introduce some of the younger generations to these classics? And you might be surprised at how much they love them. Yep. Off my soapbox. And considering the crap that's happening in the world, I I think our kids uh, deserve a, place that they can escape to yeah so this is kate at cartoon commotion says a guy i worked with yesterday had never seen the og tiny tunes shows the next generation show the next generation the classics man keep them alive (laughs) yes well and that's funny because to me tiny tunes is not a, a like the classics because that's a 90s property <laughs> but i get it i get it and but then yeah. you look at the uh, how old you are and when the <laughs> cartoons came out it's like wait a minute how old do you think i am willow <laughs> well you're you're a older thousand? than me i'm uh, look i'm 40 you're I, I, yeah i'm what? a few years older than you <laughs> but but see i i also am a student of this uh, of 
Saturday morning cartoons. I'm obsessed with it. And I am the kind of guy who will go back and take a deep dive through the memories and nostalgia. Like yesterday, um, a friend of mine reminded me of one of my favorite cartoons from when I was a kid. It's awful. It's horrible. Um, Rubik, the amazing cube. Rubik. Hey, my name is Rubik. And, and the theme song was sung by Menudo, the Mexican super pop band. Rubik, the amazing cube. And he was a, a sentient Rubik's cube. For what purpose? I don't know, but I loved it as a kid. And it was horrible. But a friend of mine reminded me of it. And I was like, oh, I got to go back and watch this. And so I took a spiral downward into the world of Rubik, the amazing cube. Oh my, Jake, you did not just ask what's Casablanca. <laughs> I, I hope he's being facetious on that one. <laughs> if you've never seen Casablanca, Jake, you need to watch it today. Today. It is considered by most to be the greatest movie ever made. Anyway. Anyway. So cheesy, sure. Lots of fun, absolutely. Dungeons and Dragons, is it an essential to understand the classics of Saturday morning? I think so. I think so. It gives you a real peek into not just the pop culture of the 80s, but our society in general, what was going on, especially with the Satanic Panic. And did the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, Willow, fuel the satanic panic. I feel like it's what's happening now with uh, the uh, the fear mongering that's happening in, in uh, your country with burning the books and yeah, I, I think it's just made made up fear that that parents are worrying over something that isn't actually something to be fearful of that, that well that's right that's right it no it did not however there were plenty of churches and i sat in a church service <laughs> at my church listening to my pastor preach against the evils of the smurfs and dungeons and dragons if you are letting your children watch that evil satanic communist propaganda you and your family are doomed to an eternity in hell did i miss my calling <laughs> That was like spooky. Good. Time to switch over from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, hey, if you want to see us live, coming up May 12th through the 14th, um, I'm going to be at Metrotham Con. Um, D will not be with me uh, live at Metrotham Con. However, we will have a special guest co host, um, Elizabeth Murphy Spivey cosplayer extraordinaire she's been a co-host before she'll be joining me live at metrotham con may 12th through the 14th and then at the end of may may 27th through the 29th um iccc the ic collectors con it is a star wars centric con but it is all things pop culture uh here in nashville d and i will both be here and be there and Willow, you know, we got to find a way to get you a plane ticket and a passport and a visa to come down and join us for that one. 
the problem is I don't think many conventions would actually pay to have me go down there. So, well, we're working we need on to that. Take up a collection. <laughs> well, speaking of taking up a collection, that's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, we've got the banner running below. Um, we do have a digital tip jar. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. What does that do? That allows you, our audience, to sponsor our programming. Not just the live shows every Saturday morning, but live events, road trips, no fan left behind. Uh, we've got big, big aspirations with the show. And unfortunately, things cost money. And, and if you would like to see Willow join us live in person, not just for a convention, or but also on stage. We're, we're negotiating with a theater here in Nashville to do a live version of the show with the games that we play at conventions, with the uh, Hot Wheels races, with Evil Knievel jumping cosplayers, with uh, Johnny Beyond's magic, um, and, and live music performances. We have... We have guests uh, that want to come, like Zombie Bob and uh, other other like celebrity guests that want to be live. We want to do a live concert with Jem, Jem and the Holograms live in concert. All of that stuff costs a ton of money, and you can help us out at BuyMeACoffee.com/CerealBoxPod if you hate our show and you just want to, you know get Johnny some speech therapy lessons so that he doesn't get so tang tangled <laughs> donate more generously so that we can improve. And, and look, a huge, a huge donation, you know, donate five, 10, 20, 50. Hallelujah. Seen someone out there watching right now could donate $10,000 to get Willow down to the States <laughs> on a regular basis. Once a month. That's all we ask. <laughs> How cool Look, guys, I've never been on a plane, so let, let's... <laughs> we've we've got to do it just to film Willow's <laughs> first plane ride. Oh, my God. You guys can contribute. Buymeacoffee.com slash CerealBoxPod. That helps keep this commercial free as well um, and uh, or commercial light as it were. And, um, that would be great. However, we do have some affiliate sponsors, entertainment earth. You can click the link in the show notes and get all of your action figure collectibles. And, um, that would be great. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps us. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Jake says, I've never seen Casablanca. You need to fix that today to day. Anyway, um, Willow, I think that's it. I think we covered everything. And we're only uh, 22 minutes over time. No, 39 <laughs> minutes over time. It's this okay. show gets longer every week. <laughs> but you know what? There's I so could... much to cover, though. Well, I know. And I could talk about this stuff for hours on end. Well, <laughs> I do. Uh, and, and I mean, there's so much we could talk about. So much other stuff. And um, we just don't have time every week. Sadly. <laughs> Sadly, I've got to take the dogs out. I've got to get down to the comic shop. I've got yes. to get ready for tours tonight. All kinds of fun stuff. And Willow, I'm sure you've got a big day. In, I, I got to work later and we have our uh, the hockey game on at one. So 
apparently it's at three according to my uh, my clock said one but we'll see who's right <laughs> we're all waiting with bated breath to see who's correct on that one but anyway so all of you watching and listening in the audience like the show comment share it whatever platform you're listening or watching subscribe post a review that helps us out and uh, we appreciate it a lot Share it with two, 300 of your closest friends and family and follow Willow at Willow Schuyler on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and follow the rest of us at Serial Box Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And yes, we are on TikTok as well, but not doing nearly as well as Willow's solo account is. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> You guys, you guys check us out, follow us and support us. And we appreciate that. And until the next time, love you, mean it. And we'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Have a good day.